We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. This is the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, John Halpin. Hey everybody, it's John Halpin. Welcome to the Thursday, September 7th season opening edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. The start of the 2017 NFL season is here at long last, and I'm here with my colleague Tim Heaney. Tim, this is it's exciting if you're not in Florida at this point. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, hopefully. Our good wishes go out to everyone down there. That's, you know, it's a tough situation right now. But hopefully, you know, if they can get to a safe place, they can, you know, take their minds off things. Maybe they can watch a little football if they can and be with their families and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, uh, from a fantasy football standpoint, everybody, we understand that the safety of everyone is more important than our fantasy football considerations. Mm-hmm. With that said, Bucks Dolphins move to week 11. Um, if you drafted, Mike Evans is the big one. Devontae Parker, um, maybe Jaquiz Rogers. Jay Ajayi is another big one. Out this week. Jarvis Landry, out for week one. You were Jameis Winston. Yep. Jameis Winston, mm-hmm. thank you. You were mm-hmm. going, I hope not Jay Cutler in most formats, but, um, <laughs> you know, maybe. Um, you, you, you might have needed to, two quarterback or something. I, it's funny. I saw a lot of the Rotowire folks work, uh, play in, in the, um, the Stopa League that they talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. And the, the bids went, I think there were four 
three or four $100 bids on Cutler. Yeah. Yeah. Entire budget. Yeah. I believe it's like a super flex. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. That's a big one. So anyway, all Bucks and Dolphins postponed to week 11. You need to find substitutes. We may be able to help you. Um, If you have questions for us, please um, contact us on Twitter. Tim is at Tim underscore Heaney. I'm at jhoppin37. And by the way, this podcast is sponsored by our friends at Fanball. So thank you very much, Fanball, for sponsoring this. And we'll talk about Fanball a little more in a little while. Um, Okay. So Bucks, Dolphins, we talked about. We're going to talk about some more games. What we're going to do here, everybody, is we're going to go through game by game. And just kind of, you know, right now for Thursdays, we're going to start off by going through things we're looking for from each game. Um, Pat's Chiefs Thursday night is up first, obviously. I I think, I mean, who are you, what what are you most intrigued by in this game that you want to check out? Well, I think it's a good test to see what Charkandrick West will actually be asked to contribute because, you know, you figure that the, the expectation with him is he'll be in a lot of passing downs, maybe, you know, because Kareem Hunt could do, a, you know, he could do a full three down roll. But, you know, the Andy Reid wants to kind of, you know, maybe see what West can do as, as a passing down back. And that's kind of West's uh, best role, I guess, suppose with that. So, you know, competing with New England's offense is probably going to be a good opportunity to see if Sharkhandic West is going to be a real threat to uh, Kareem Hunt the rest of the season as a, as that change up pace type of guy, or maybe even if they mix CJ Spiller in there, if all, at all possible. Uh, but yeah, the chiefs, you know, going to be interesting to see how they handle all that without a, uh, without Spencer Ware. Yeah. Uh, I'm the, the Kareem Hunt train got pretty crowded yeah. in late August <laughs> and it sped up really, really fast. It really did. So. <laughs> And it's fine. And we don't and we don't know how things are going to go. I mean, we think we know how things are going to go. And there are a lot of people, you know, think pieces. Maybe we want to call them about how Andy Reid loads up his his number one running back. He doesn't split work, all that. But we've got a rookie. And again, here, here, the one thing about West, uh, not about West, about Hunt, I get the reasons for the excitement. Mm-hmm. But as a rookie running back. One fumble, one missed block that gets the quarterback sacked, and and you, this could change on a dime. You oh, absolutely! I mean? Yeah, I mean, West does have the experience. If you want to argue that point of it, so yeah. So I mean, it, it, you, you never know, is what I'm saying. Uh, I get the talent there too, and, and West, you know, he's okay. I, I think I want to see Chris Hogan. I mm-hmm. want to see what happens here. I mean, the, the Patriots are not guys. Don't stick in specified roles for them as much as they might with other teams. You know, you could see James White in the slot, right? You can see Cooks in the slot. You can see Amendola there. You know, the the Julian Edelman injury doesn't necessarily have one guy going into that slot. Yeah, it's it's not a direct translation of targets. You know, Hogan definitely is is the most excited of the backups for sure. He's he's the one that has shown the promise to be you know, good in this system. But, you know, they have if Danny Amendola, they have Malcolm Mitchell, they even have Philip Dorsett. They just got, you know, as, as, a, as a backup, he's probably not going to do much week one, I would imagine. Uh, just, you know, he's someone they'll put, maybe eventually work into the system when everything kind of goes to itself. And, you know, maybe maybe some of those extra targets go to Dwayne Allen, too. So it's it, it's it's way too much of a of a notion that we're giving all the targets to one player in a system that we just we were just worrying about this with the backfield earlier this year. And now we're just all of a sudden giving it to one guy. It's, it doesn't make sense. Right. So. I, I agree with you. No. All right, so that's Pat's Chiefs Thursday night. Uh, if you got your lineups uh, ready to set them, set them. Yeah. Uh, Chris Hogan, by the way, <laughs> owned in eighty three percent of Yahoo leagues. So don't get too excited about the possibility of getting him. Char Kendrick West only in thirteen percent. So if you want to get mm-hmm. the jump on people and think maybe he's going to have a role, um, you can probably still grab him in most formats. All right, let's go to Bills Jets, which 
Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry if you have to watch Bill's Jets, <laughs> everyone. Oish. Good yeah. grief. I mean, that's terrible. <laughs> at, le- at least Tyrod Taylor is going to play, it looks like, so there'll be something to watch. You know, the other thing, the Jets actually have some interesting players on defense, some really good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Leonard Williams is really good. Um, Jamal Adams looks like he's going to be good. Yep. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, if they're on the field for 38 minutes, they're, <laughs> they're just going to wear down. It's, yes, sadly. Yeah. This is such a bad – this is the tank bowl, really. <laughs> <laughs> because the Bills – the Bills basically – it looked like the Bills got to the beginning of August and looked at what the Jets were doing and went, whoa, 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 hold on a second. You want the number one pick? Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was a nice little fire sale, you know, uh, Arrested Development style there. So. Yeah. Oh, I love the Arrested There's all these money in the banana stand, Tim. Um, all right. So the Jets – you know what I want to see? I want to see Robbie Anderson. He mm-hmm. – in the last four or so weeks last season, Robbie Anderson caught a bunch of passes. He was pretty darn good. And, you know, it's not like I think the guy's a superstar, but under the theory that someone's got to catch the ball for them, and it ain't Austin Safarian Jenkins this week because he's out. I mean, Robbie Anderson, four catches, anybody? Are you buying in for that? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, they, they did bring in Jeremy Curley, who does have the experience with the club. And, you know, Jermaine Curse is a guy I kind of wanted to keep an eye on during the year. He's probably the quote unquote deep threat they can use, even though he's not really good at that that thing. But I mean, I wouldn't get really excited about any of these guys. No. But like you said, you, like you said, you need to kind of watch to see, like, for your depth, for your team, who could be the guy that you could squeeze production out of here and there. So it's not a. You know, it, it's not something to to go crazy over, but it's definitely, yeah, I agree with you. Something to watch there. All right. Who, who do you want to see? Anybody? Any Jets or Bills? Uh, Zay Jones. I want to see how he, he works against this defense. You know, they, the Jets did have some decent cornerback gets with, you know, Morris Claiborne and, you know, uh, Justin Bur- uh, Burris. Is, you know, it's a, it's a good pair. I think maybe an underrated pair. People don't realize that. And like you said, Adams in the secondary could make them a lot better. But I want to see how Zay Jones kind of reacts to the to, to his first week there. And, you know, if Jordan Matthews suits up, which I'm, he looks like he's expected to do to see what the distribution is between those two, because that's kind of really the fight for for the number one, uh, you know, Bills receiver and. You know, a lot, they were they were going very closely in a lot of drafts. I want to see who wins out there. I think Jones will win out as the season goes along, but Matthews could be uh, could be a little bit more useful out of the gate. Yeah, um, Zay Jones, forty five percent ownership. Uh, Robbie Anderson, thirty eight. By the way, if you're looking for mm-hmm. one of those Mike Evans replacements, depending on how much you believe here. All right, let's go to Falcons Bears. Am I crazy to think the Bears could win this game? No, you know, Falcons on the road. You know, the narrative I think is a little overplayed, but you know, Chicago's one of those places. You know, they they could. Uh, they could surprise people. They have a good offensive line. They can control the clock a bit better than most people think, even with Mike Glennon at quarterback. Because yeah. you know Jordan Howard is a very you know very skilled running back as we as we've seen, and maybe not the passing game. It, it's going to have to be a thirty carry Jordan Howard game for them to win. I think. Yeah, but, I, I don't. I don't think the Bears are terrible. I don't not. think they're good, but I don't think they're terrible. I think the defense. The defense is not so bad either. No, the defense is actually underrated. I think. Yeah, I don't think people realize how good that front seven and you know getting a Mukamara and Demps in that in that uh, secondary is actually sneaky moves. Um, I mean, so. the one thing I was thinking, I want to see the Freeman Coleman split, but I mean, we mm-hmm. saw. Is it? You, I mean, there's no, there's not much reason to think it'll be different than last year, right? Uh, I don't think so. I, I mean, you know, you know, the new offensive coordinator change with Sarkeesian could be something people are worried about. I think they realized what got them there last year. And, you know, I think it was you, you say, say what you want about Matt Ryan with that YPA. It was all based off the running game threat with, with those two. I mean, that's a that's probably the best combo in the league. I, I don't think it's, you know, much of a an argument that they're the tier one of the of the running back pairs in the NFL. So, yeah, I, I think it's more of the same. But, 
you know, Coleman, Coleman's going to get his 10 touches. Freeman will get his upwards of 15 to 20 either way, I think. So, but yeah, I don't know. Is there like a, a particular reason you want to see that in week one? I mean, is, do you think Chicago has a different, you know, scheme against that or? No, think? I, I think I want to see what Coleman, I, I think I want to see Coleman's fantasy relevance because last year it was mm-hmm. based on some big plays early. Yep. And people got sucked into thinking he was really good, but I think he's kind of good. I'm just wondering if he gets six carries or 11 carries. I think he's probably like the best number four fantasy back you can have type of thing. Because if he gets in that situation, I think it's money right. for him. And he, it was with those touchdowns. The, the huge game against the Saints, I think, was like his big coming out party too earlier. I think he, what do you have like four touchdowns in that game, and Something Freeman like had that, two. Right? But Freeman still had two, so it's you yeah. know it's very situational. And you know Freeman's. I mean, Freeman with that zone blocking system just really exploded. And I think Coleman's very similar skills, but he's a better passing. He's actually the better passing weapon because he could do more, a little, little bit more after he gets the ball. So I love that tandem. I love owning at least one of them. Remember, remember when Freeman's rookie year when we all thought he was the, he was going to be a nice, cute third down back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Look at him. He's he's so <laughs> underrated. I love that guy. <laughs> all right. Um, what about you in this game? Anybody, anybody you want to? You're curious about uh, who the heck's going to you know catch the ball for the Bears? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean the Cameron Meredith injury, big big blow there. You know Kevin White, I believe there's there's something there. I, I got him cheaply in a lot of early drafts, and pl- price kind of climbed a little bit more than my taste, but I still liked him as like a four, a weak number four receiver in draft day. You know he's got that that you know, I don't want to say he's Julio Jones, but he's got that Julio Jones type build and skill set. When he's healthy, is he going to be have that burst with that you know with all those uh, lower body injuries? You know does Zach Miller at tight end get involved a little bit more if, if he suits up? You know that that's. You know, they have a lot of couple tight ends here that can make a play like a Deion Sims, Adam Shaheen could actually help Mike Glennon a little bit, you know, if not, you know, pass blocking and, uh, you know, maybe maybe get a little more creative with that that offense there. Because I don't know, you know, Deontay Thompson and uh, Kendall Wright and, you know, some guys like that. They're not really exciting. I think White's the one with the upside here. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who actually has <laughs> a targets for the Bears. That'll be something that you should take a note of. Now, everybody needs to remember that. When Kevin White got drafted, look, we know he's had two years of lower body injuries, like you said, and, and, yeah. and you can't discount that at all. But when they got drafted, a lot of people thought he was better than Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. You know, better, right? within two better. picks of each other. I don't remember who was first. I yeah. think Cooper went before White, right? Yeah, I, I think so. I think you're right, but I could double check that quickly. Yeah, I mean, I think it was fifth pick and seventh pick or whatever it was. But yeah, Kevin White was, a, it, it was sort of a Cooper was more polished, but White was more talented, what was sort of the, the general consensus. Right. Um, but yeah, Kevin White, I, I would like to see him do well. I really would. Yeah. I mean, he's got the better red zone presence than Cooper. If you want to argue that, you know, just like through through basic makeup there, Cooper, you know, we, we talk about his touchdown stuff. Uh, that's the thing with him that's holding him back. Cooper was picked number four and Kevin White was picked seventh in 2015. Yeah, so. there you go. OK, um, next up, Jags Texans. Um, Blake Bortles, Tom Savage. Holy moly. Ooh, marquee matchup. Here's what right. I don't get about this game. Fantasy yeah. aside here. The over-under is 39 and a half, and the Texans are favored by five and a half. How little well, faith – I mean, that's, that's basically <laughs> saying the Jags offense is going to do zero. They're going to do nothing. I don't think that's true. Um, <laughs> I don't, I'm not the biggest Blake Bortles supporter, but I think that he's better than what, what people have given him you know, credit for in the preseason. Uh, you know, they still have a lot of weapons. You know, Leonard Fournette looks good to go. Um, I, I, think, I think this actually could be a really good game for both fantasy defenses – you know, it's a good, um, you know, good week one uh, opportunity to, to stream both of them. And the Texans are one that you want to own probably most of the season with with Watt and company. But, uh, you know, I, and it looks like they're it looks like everything's good to go with them playing at home. Right. After everything that happened with yes. Harvey. Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it's good for the city. Good for you know everyone involved there. But, yeah, um, 
yeah, the quarterback situation could make this a, a turnover sack happy game. So, you know, it could be interesting to watch that. Is, is there a player in this game that you feel like I look at all the fan? There are some pretty good fantasy players here. There are there are guys who if you have them, you're probably going to start them. I mean, Miller, yeah. Miller Fournette, Hopkins, Robinson. Mm-hmm. But is there one that you look at that if you owned and you go, yep, I'm, I'm feeling good about this. All of them make me go, oh, I think I probably got to start them, but I don't really like it. I don't know, because they have a lot of, um, you know, they, they have a lot of volatility below those guys, you know, because, you know, with with Fuller being hurt for Houston, you know, Braxton Miller's kind of stepping up now. And now CJ Fiodorovic's mm-hmm. a tight end has a concussion that he's dealing with there. You know, Deontay Foreman's Deontay Foreman's not going to really be a factor because, uh, you know, he's kind of been on the doghouse a little bit. Maybe he'll get like five or ten touches if everything goes well. But, you know, you could see the other backup running backs there. I mean, Jacksonville, Alan Hearns is, you know, fifth in the depth chart. So we'll see how long that lasts. Might not last long, but. <laughs> Uh, you know, TJ Yeldon's hurt. Maybe Chris Ivory's the one you kind of have to throw in there and say, let's just see if he gets a red zone touch here and there. You know, is D.D. Westbrook going to be anything? He's had a pretty good preseason. You know, Marquise Lee dealing with a little bit of injuries himself there. So I don't know if I'm excited to, to start anybody below those those top names. I don't I don't know if I'm excited to start those top names either. I'm just <laughs> yeah, doing it. Maybe. I don't know. That's just that's another <laughs> bit. That's a bad. It's not as bad of a game as Jets Bills because I actually think the defenses are good here. Right. Yeah, and Jacksonville um, could be a sleeper for the whole year too. Yes, so, I have some yeah. Jacksonville defense shares. So do I. Yeah, I like. best ball leagues, thankfully. So yeah, <laughs> think about when to play them. <laughs> All right, everybody, you've obviously tried, or most of you have tried daily fantasy sports games, and you know, I know how it went. You had fun playing, you loved the competition, and you lost a little bit, and or maybe you lost a lot, and you played with the Sharks, and things didn't go well, so you quit playing daily fantasy sports, right? Well, playing daily fantasy is supposed to be fun, just. You know, losing all the time isn't. But I'm going to tell you about a whole new approach to daily fantasy sports, the fanball number at fanball.com. Here's the fanball difference. Your fanball number identifies your skill level, right? And it ensures that you play in contests against players at your skill level. If your fanball number is 35, you're not going to be playing against experts rated in the 80s and 90s. They have their own contest. The fanball.com, every player has a fanball number and every contest has a fanball number. So you can find a contest rated around 35 knowing that it'll have players like you. They've leveled the playing field with the fanball number at fanball.com. Have more fun and a better chance to win. Tim, are you a successful DFS player? Um, if I had a better bankroll, I could probably be a little better. Um, you know, baseball, I've had a decent run with DFS here and there. Football, working on it. Uh, something like fanball could be good for that. And, you know, and first of all, it's glad to have fanball back in the fantasy realm again. Yeah. You know, it's fantastic. Um, <laughs> yeah, last, last year, football, I was good in cash games. I just didn't get much done in tournaments. And I probably need to manage my bankroll better, like, like you said. We, we, we need we need funders for the podcast. If you guys want to, you know, bankroll us, please. Yes, we'll, 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 we'll do that. Stake us in big tournaments. That <laughs> sounds great. <laughs> All right. Everyone's running to do that now, I guarantee yeah, I'm you. sure they are after we're saying, you know, we're OK. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. Let's go. Next group of games. Eagles skins. I like this game. I like the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I want to see how the Eagles backfield shakes out because, I mean, Sproles is going to get his. But. They signed Blunt, and then you heard so many rumblings in August of, well, maybe Blunt's going to get cut. And, you know, maybe they're not happy with him, and maybe Wendell Smallwood's going to get some work. What do you think is going to happen here? 
Yeah, it's interesting. I picked up Smallwood in, in you know, a fab that happened is happening before week one. Um, I, getting a piece of those three is pretty good. One of them to have as like a fourth running back is not a bad idea. Um, Smallwood's kind of like the balance between Sproles and Blunt. He could do a little bit of inside the tackles, do a little bit of, you know, I guess more, you know, scat back type of work or whatever you want to call it. But, you know, Smallwood's being the main kick returner right now, I believe. So so that's not a, something that's conducive to his early work in the season. But, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how this this, this plays out with this, this matchup here because, um, you know, the Redskins' defensive line, not the greatest. They got some good good linebackers that actually probably help with the with the run defense. But the Eagles have a great offensive line. People don't, people yeah. don't talk about how, how good the Eagles' offensensive line is enough. There's, the, you know, the Cowboys people talk about, Raiders maybe. But Philly has built up this line in the last couple of years, and it, it's it's a really an asset for them. And that running game is going to be better than most people think. But who's going to get – it's going to be, you know, one of those Patriots situations, I think. It's going to be very much game to game. So own a piece of that. And if you got to throw in one as a flex this week, sure, do that. Um, it's going to be really, really awkward to try to call this every week, though. Uh, I am – the the trendy teams – the Titans are the trendiest team. Right. With, with due cause, though, I think. Yeah, sure. But yeah, uh, I I really like the Eagles. I think I think they might, they're a sneaky division pick this year. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah. they, they, like you said, the offensive line's very good and people don't quite understand that. Um, they brought in, another, you know, some weapons to help Wentz. I mean, you know, Jeffrey's mm-hmm. got his issues, but he's pretty good. He's definitely an upgrade. Oh, he's, he's a number one. Yeah. Either way. The yeah. defense is really good. And they added a pretty good corner in the trade with the Bills, Darby. Right. Mm-hmm. This is, I mean, this is a good. I think this is yeah, you. You and I is funny. You know, you're a Cowboys fan. Uh, I grew up a Giants <sighs> fan, and now we're and 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 both of us. I'm looking at the Eagles, going. You know, I think people are missing out here. Yeah, I mean that that defense is you know high ratings almost across the board. You know, at every position there. You know, the the pass rush is is finally finding its own. Brandon Graham is finally becoming a beast on defense. People are not talking about that enough. So yeah. yeah. I hate to say, like you said, our affiliations, but it might be true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, any Redskins? Anything you're looking at specifically over there? I, I want to see how Pryor and uh, and Cousins connect. I want to see what the red zone usage is between you know Pryor, Reed, and and even Jamison Crowder. It's going to be very interesting to see that. You know, if, how much is Chris, Chris Thompson going to involve this week? Because he just signed that extension, and you know, Rob Kelly. We've criticized Kelly for his good and his bad traits, but you know, this is probably one of the most talked about backfields during the preseason and you know Samaj P Ryan is he still kind of has to work on his pass protection issues and stuff like that so yeah Redskins great uh you know great offensive skills players but so much that's kind of up in the air with some things right now yeah the um what, what did he have that one spot where he had a in a preseason game he had a drop pass a missed block and a fumble and a fumble yeah yeah it was the, <laughs> I, what did Phil Dunphy call it yeah. Satan's trifecta do you remember that episode of Modern yeah. Family yeah um yeah as much as I've I've grown out of modern family. I do remember the Satan's trifecta. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. All right. And, um, all right. Cardinals lions. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, this is a, I think this could be a fun game and I'll be honest. I don't know what to make of the Cardinals. Like I can't figure uh, them out. I think they're a team that's kind of really a couple of injuries away from being really bad. I yeah. Think. Right. Um, and some people you know, think they're going to bounce back and I'm going, I don't know if I see this Carson Palmer's a hundred years old. Yeah, that offensive line's got some weaknesses. You know, um, Larry Fitzgerald, you know, for all the good he's done, he's still target dependent. You know, John Brown, you know, it's it sucks that, you know, he's such a great physical player, but he has this problem, you know, the injuries backing up and, you know, the sickle cell that might still be affecting him. Carson Palmer, one, well, Carson Palmer injury, they go then to, to Drew Stanton. And what's that going to do for them? I don't know. And, you know, the defense is still pretty good, but if they lose Palmer, they lose, you know, a lot of um, a lot of potency downfield. And it's going to be very much, you know, it's still David Johnson reliant. It's you're always in the game with David Johnson. But, you know, 
if he has, you know, Drew Stanton throwing at him for, again, another most of the year. Yeah, I, I think Arizona's a little bit teetering. Okay. Um, Marvin Jones is the guy I'm, I'm looking for. Because yep. last year, I had a lot of Marvin Jones shares last year. And, and after about week five, I thought I was like the smartest fantasy analyst in the world. Not that I was the only one drafting him. But I'm watching going, I got Marvin Jones in the sixth round and he is killing it. He's the third best receiver in fantasy football or whatever he was. And then he got hurt and it went downhill. Um, mm-hmm. He's probably not that good, as good as he was then, but he's better than he finished, certainly. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, great deep threat. People don't talk about the, the yards per target. You know, he, he finished with nine yards per target last year. It's pretty sick, even with all his struggles. So mm-hmm. the touch, touchdowns kind of fell off, like you said. And that might be an issue this year, you know, with, with if Eric Ebron, like your, your boy, is more involved there. And, you know, Kenny Galladay might steal some of that because of his size. And, you know, it, it's, it's a fluid situation. I love having Stafford because he has all these weapons. I don't necessarily want to pick a weapon besides Golden Tate every week. Right. Just, <laughs> That's fair. So... All yeah. right. Um, and Ebron sounds like he's he's been hurt during camp. It sounds like he's a go. Mm, I think so. It looks like it. So, OK, stay, 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 stay tuned to Rotowire injury updates, guys. There you go. That's right. There you go. Rotowire NFL on Twitter, right? <coughs> yep. OK. Mm-hmm. And um, and also uh, podcast wise, Tim and I are recording this Thursday morning on the early side. But uh, Derek Van Riper and I are going to be back Friday late afternoons with sort of a final mm-hmm. roundup of all the injury reports and things like that. The, the Friday one's very important. Yes. To listen to. It's, it's, very, it's more current heading into the weekend, so do that. Um, Raiders-Titans, fun game. Mo- maybe most... Fun game, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> e- either that or Packers-Seahawks, I think, is the most fun game of the weekend. Oh, for sure. The most fantasy-relevant, probably, that yes. people don't realize. So, and, and the thing is, I've been, as you know, I've been railing on Marshawn Lynch all summer, but my, part of my issue with Lynch is, is how long it might last. Now mm-hmm. that he comes in, I mean, he's, you know, he's the lead back this Sunday. So, um, I mean, I, I, I'm curious. How many carries do you think Lynch gets? Uh, 15 to 20. Um, you know, they're going to want to they're going to keep the Titans off the field here. And yeah, I, I mean, it, it's a tough matchup, though, actually, because, you know, the, the, we said the Titans front before pretty, pretty steady. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's like a, you know, immovable force versus what was it, irresistible force versus immovable object yep. situation with these uh, these trenches with these teams, I think, because Tennessee's got that nice line and, and Oakland's got one of the better offensive lines for for run blocking, especially so. You know, yeah, I, I think Lynch will get his 15 to 20. Like you said, early in the year, they want to feed him, I think. So. Right. OK. Um, on the other side, the Titans have there's they've added they added receiving weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where to go. It's funny. Someone asked me a, a question on Twitter about Richard Matthews. And I said, I really like him, but I think I want to see it before I trust it. Which on draft day didn't cost you much. But this week I'm going, I. I think that guy could catch for 100 yards, but I'm not going to start him this week and find out. Yeah, I mean, if, if I haven't checked the FanDuel DraftKings prices and all that stuff and the FanDuel prices, like like you said, you know, we're, we're, we, we don't have our bankroll up just yet. Um, but I think the, De- the Decker acquisition actually kind of helps Matthews. You know, you can you can argue that for some guys because Decker, you know, is going to be probably going to be a red zone guy, but ma- it might open up Matthews for some more downfield stuff, that, which he was good at last year. So, you know, and then Corey Davis, you know, how, is it going to be a factor right away? I, I don't, you know, rookie wide receivers, you can't always jump on the bandwagon immediately. But uh, yeah, Matthews is a guy that he's been there for a while. He's done this. He was actually pretty efficient last year. So he might be the one to, to target right in week one at this point. But it, it, like you said, it's going to be very much like a carousel of production with these guys, especially with Delaney Walker still around. All right. So Rashard Matthews, 4,200 mm-hmm. on DraftKings. Decker, 5,000. Yeah, I see. There you go. Um, ROI with Matthews is better. Who else am I looking for? I'm blanking. 
Uh, Corey Davis. Oh, yeah. yeah, thank you. Um, oh. Corey Davis, 4,000. See, I, I think Matthews is the best ROI of those three. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, Delaney Walker, 4,300. I don't want that one. Mm. Um, it's, tight. it's tight end. You can go somewhere else. Anyone else you're looking at for the Titans? Anything you're curious about? Uh, well, I want to – well, maybe not for the Titans, but I want to see if well, Khalil Max health is going to be heading into the game because he's – I believe he's questionable at the right. moment. And uh, that's a great tackle and and pass rusher matchup with uh, – you know, with Jack Conklin and Taylor Lewan, uh, you know, that, that's a hell of a duo right there. And Mac, you know, just want to see what sides he flips and how effectively he can work against those guys. So it's going to be interesting to see. That's probably the matchup that everyone should be talking about that could determine this game. OK. Um, next up, Ravens, Bengals. Um, who, who are you look for? Any, anybody, anything on the Bengals you're kind of watching out for? They've added some weapons, too. Yeah. I mean, Joe Mixon is always it's going to be the one to watch immediately. You know, I, I don't think I don't think he's going to be heavily involved week one unless something really turns with game flow. Um, and I don't know if this is the case because I'm not really looking forward to watching this game for the most part because the Bengals offense, offensive line is not going to protect Dalton. It could be a lot of sacks there for, for Baltimore. Um, and the Ravens skill players are, you know, kind of meh. Maybe Danny Woodhead is the one you want to count in there if he's good to go. So uh, for the Bengals, yeah, I, I think it's just mostly mostly how often Mixa gets involved and maybe how, how well Tyler Eifert's moving with all the injuries he's had. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. Mixon – he got drafted on the high side. Let's say third, mm. fourth round is where he was going for most of the summer. If he doesn't get involved early, because the Bengals have been talking a lot about how, well, you know, Hill's sure. going to, Hill's yep. the starter on the, on the depth chart and Geo's still there. So this could be kind of a committee for a while. But I mean, I feel, I feel like when we get to week one, sometimes we forget some of the things that we talked about a month ago. And, and, and we, yeah, mm-hmm. no, I'm saying, and we forget that we draft for season long, right? Too. And I think if what we've been talking about is, well, maybe this depth chart works that way now, but down the road, Mixon will probably emerge because he's the best player, or we think he is. So if you do, mm-hmm. if you think Mixon is not going to do well, I agree with you. I think there's going to be a shared workload. Next week might be a time to, if it shakes out that way, next week might be a time to you know email the Joe Mixon owner. Yeah, um, you know, you have to consider the, the context of where they're coming from when they draft him, and and like you said, it's it's you, you you're not drafting for oh week one and then you're going to change your roster. You're drafting for week one because you want to get ahead on these things. And I wasn't I wasn't happy with the mix in price. I would I would have liked to have him a little bit lower if I were to draft him because, like you said, that's a little bit asking a bit too much out of the gate if you're drafting him like that. But but yeah, you know, see if 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 they change their mind or if they get a little antsy after week one. I, I think most people might be all right. I, I know week one is going to be messy, and maybe they don't expect much for Mixon. Maybe he's just a flex guy to them. But uh, yeah, it, it definitely ask it's it never hurts to ask if they're you know getting a little antsy about the pick yeah and i'm i'm with you on the woodhead thing because i i think we all sort of assumed his recovery from his knee injury that it was going to be no big deal (laughs) yeah well we we see it so often now you know but it's not right any woodhead's different yeah he's older so all right um everybody we talked about this a minute ago you've been waiting since february 6th now the football season's here there's no better way to get closer to the game you love than with DraftKings one week fantasy football to celebrate DraftKings is hosting a one hundred thousand dollar contest this sunday that's totally free to enter and if you draft the perfect lineup you want to build your bankroll tim <laughs> yes <laughs> one billion dollars not a bad way to do it no it's awesome <laughs> with DraftKings, there are many ways to play you can choose between public contests with big cash prizes or private contests where you can compete against a group of your friends 
DraftKings also has beginner and casual contests where you'll play against people of similar skill levels. The best part is you get to draft a new team each week without any commitment. Get to DraftKings.com now and use promo code WIRE to play in DraftKings free contest with $100,000 in total prizes this Sunday. And if you draft the perfect lineup, you can win, again, $1 billion. That's promo code WIRE to play for your shot to win $1 billion this Sunday. This contest is totally free to enter. Why wouldn't you try DraftKings? The game inside the game. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details and make sure to give Tim and I a cut if you win that billion dollars if you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go to Steelers-Browns. You know, it's funny. I really <laughs> wanted to pick Steelers to pick the Browns to win this. And then I thought, you know, Deshaun Kaiser in his first game against a Steeler defense that looks to be a little better. And it's better than people think. And I said, nah. Not going to happen. Steely defense, pretty good streamer, huh? Yeah. I mean, they're the most popular survivor pick, too. Uh, I was looking at that. Really? You know, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. Even I, with the div- division game on the road, I believe, right? Cleveland's home. Correct. So that's, you know, I mean, say what you want about Big Ben's road struggles. You know, it's just, this is still a pretty favorable matchup for them. But I don't know. I mean, that the Browns, they have the running game to control things. That's what kind of worries me a little bit. Um you know, I don't think it's as much chalk as people think. And like you said, you know, like we said, this Ben Ben on the road. You know, Joe Hayden's not this amazing cornerback. I think people kind of are saying that that you know Pittsburgh getting him. Maybe the scheme will help improve him a little bit. That could always help. But it's not just like the the cure all for the for the for the cornerback woes with Pittsburgh. And you know, even with uh, Artie Burns, there has been pretty good. It might not be the the best uh, um, you know season long acquisition for them. I I don't know the Browns. Yeah, I, I was on the same same boat you did. It seems too obvious to run with Pittsburgh, but I think we're right to run with Pittsburgh. I have <laughs> a I have a very strict no road team policy in Survivor. It's a really good one. I, yeah. I, until the until the end when I have to, I just do not pick road teams. I won't do yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, this is the one that's really good test that theory. I think. Yeah. So. Well, well, the thing is, I also i i i always take risks for the first few weeks. Because I'm like, you know what? If I lose early, that's fine. I don't care. So this week, actually, my survivor mm. pick this week is the Bills. So uh, that's, prob- that's probably a better one than Pittsburgh. Now that now the Taylor's healthy. Yeah, I so. hate that. But now yeah. the bad news for Cleveland uh, sounds like Miles Garrett's not going to play. That's right. Which so is terrible. Even, yeah. I mean, high ankle sprain in Wednesday's practice because that guy looked like a monster in the preseason. Yeah, I mean that was that was they, they made it. They made a smart pick, and you know it was it was a no duh pick. But you know sometimes teams go against it. But yeah, yeah, that's gonna be a big loss for them. It says a few weeks at least, right? Uh, yeah, I mean high ankle sprains can be a few weeks. Yeah, right. Yes, yeah, high so. ankle sprain. Yeah, exactly. So. All right. Um, and what what else are you looking for in this game? Uh, Martavis Bryant. I mean, every, I'm sure everyone's watching that one, and maybe Vance McDonald. Because, you know, yes. Jesse James, Jesse James, you know, was just kind of holding the space there. You know, I was a big McDonald guy last year with San Francisco. I think, you know, moving to this better offense, I'm I'm, I'm a little upset that I missed out on a few shares of him in, in best ball. I think that could be a really sneaky like he might be one of the guys that goes from like the, the tight end two to tight end one uh, jump for this year. Yeah, actually, um, what was it last? I think it was last week. Uh, J.J. Zachariason from Number Fire was on with me. And he's in addition to being a smart guy, he's a big Steeler fan. And he yep. was so excited about the Vance McDonald pickup because he said that's, that that is the type of athletic tight end that they like. It's great for Ben. Great to keep him a little, you know, more dump offs there with him. Like, like he, I don't want to say Heath Miller style because I don't think they're very similar players. But, you know, in the in the same role that he has someone he could trust a tight end now. So. All right. Um, Corey Coleman's a guy I'm watching, too, in this one. Mm-hmm. I, yep. I, I want to see because la- last year sometime I mean, it happens in 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 fantasy football, baseball, whatever. The guy comes comes out of college and he has some hype and then he has some injuries and has a bad rookie year and everybody goes, ah, he sucks. 
and they forget <laughs> about him. And, and Corey yep. Coleman, it, he didn't get buried, but he got picked later than I think I expected. Mm-hmm. And he could be a pretty good, I mean, that's a guy who last year when he got drafted, people were sort of, I mean, it, it's a little much, but people were comparing him to Steve Smith. You yeah. Know, little guy who could go high point the ball and all that stuff. And I mean, he, there's some, there's some big talent there with that guy. Yeah. I mean, Deshaun Kaiser had a guy like that at Notre Dame, like in Will Fuller. And I think Coleman probably has better hands than Fuller. Mm-hmm. So I think there's going to be a lot of familiarity with that role, with that, that size. And yeah, I mean, say what you want about Kaiser. He does throw a good deep ball more than anything else. I think that's where Coleman can excel. And they yeah. have Britt to do that too. So it'll be very interesting to see that duo. All right. Colts Rams. Another. I mean, look, there's some of the quarterbacks. <laughs> Scott Tolzien and Jared Goff. Hopefully Jared Goff's better than he was last year. And he can't be worse. I, he will be. He will be. Yeah. Um, I, am, I am really – okay, DFS, we talked about that. Todd Gurley, are you in or have you been burned too many times by Todd Gurley? Uh, I'm in. I don't think the Colts are anything great with the run game. And I think that there's enough of a passing threat now with Sammy Watkins that could open things up, open boxes up a little more. Sean McVay is a better, better offensive mind than the Rams have seen in a long time. So that'll help things. Yeah, I'm back in on Gurley. Uh, the offensive line could use a little bit of work, but I think that he'll get 25 touches to kind of negate that. So uh, the Colts front is nothing to be scared of. And uh, yeah, I, I think Gurley might be on one or two of my teams this week. Okay, and he's he's the tenth most expensive running back at DraftKings. The price that's that's not bad. It's not bad. Six thousand. Yeah, it's not the ROI bad. seems to be okay there. So uh, yeah, if he doesn't get if he doesn't plus get EV, whatever, yeah, EV twenty plus touches, whatever. we're probably surprised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Um, anybody on the culture? I mean, without luck, I mean, mm-hmm. what do you do over there on that side of the ball? Uh, I, I still like Moncrief out of all this situation. I think people, he's, his price has been going down and I've, I've bought a couple of, you know, brief, uh, shares of him in the last couple of weeks. He's got the red zone presence and, you know, people say Jack Doyle has it, but you know, Moncrief is a guy that can, can really work that, you know, inside the 20 and, you know, Moncrief actually had decent numbers without luck in, in previous years. So if people look into that you know, they'll find that, but yeah, I, I think that, you know, the Kamari and Chester Rogers thing's a little bit too messy. I wouldn't want to dive into that. I think Moncrief's going to get, get the win here. You know, Hilton might not be as good on deep balls, you know, w- without luck. So it's going to be – might be a trade-off for however long luck is out that Moncrief is actually the number one. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. If you're a T.Y. Hilton owner, you got to be – you're hurting right now. You're on, I, I guess. Yeah. I got to play him. But. Yeah, it, it sucks. But, you know, I also want to see how good Frank Gore is against the Rams without Aaron Donald there. It's yep. unlikely he's going to play. That, that has to be a huge loss for them. So that, that is a huge loss. That's yeah. too bad that that, yeah. that they lost him. But that they're not getting him back. I should right. say. Right. Yeah. All right. Seahawks Packers is the other. Game. It's funny that uh, I I'm, I would love to watch that game, but I'm in Charlotte and I'm getting Panthers Niners, and I'm probably going to watch Panthers. So um, the Seahawks yeah. Packers looks like a great one. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who who on the sea on the Seahawks? There's a, there's a lot of mystery with the Seahawks. That's the way they like it, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, with the backfield starting off, Thomas Rawls being hurt, questionable. The Eddie Lacy, CJ Procise, maybe even Chris Carson in the mix, mix in there. I'm not excited to pick any Seahawks back this week. Maybe Procise because it could be a, a high-scoring affair. Maybe they'll want him on the field for passing downs more often. Uh, you know, I, as an Notre Dame guy, I love, I've loved Procise forever. You know, the conversion from, from receiver to running back is really – it's taken him a bit, and he's got the, you know, the injury problems, but there's so much talent there. I want him – you know, I have him on a bunch of teams, and you know, week one he might be one of the most popular pickups if everything breaks his way. We we are both. You and I are team Procise, definitely. Mm-hmm. I think. And I think Mike, he's the man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I hope so. Eventually, he's he's the most talented of the three. He's the most exciting of the three. So. Um, on the Packers side, how many? What, what do you think the workload is for Ty Montgomery? Uh, uh, 
you know, you figure the Seahawks defense is tough to match up against one of those things where you think, they'll, you know, the Packers will be in pass mode more often. You know, you, you think about the Montgomery stuff with the pass blocking and preseason. You know, he, Montgomery was a high, highly rated back last year when he was on the field for them anyway. And, you know, I still think he's 10 to 15 at least t- touches there. Maybe Williams mixes in a little bit more if they do want to run the clock against Seattle. It, I think game flow is going to affect this a lot as well throughout the year, but I still give Montgomery the one a designation in this thing, uh, especially in PPR. You got to run with them. I think, uh, I think he'll get at least five catches in this game, whatever yeah. way it works out. I was just about to ask you is, is 15 touches a win for Ty Montgomery owners? I think for the way he's been dogged by a lot of people and maybe he's fallen in some drafts. I think so okay. for, for week one. Yeah. All right. Um, speaking of Panthers Niners, mm-hmm. um, no Christian McCaffrey talk today. Um, Mm-mm. No, unless you, 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 you Biden from me. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's let's clarify. Oh, that. go ahead, go ahead, Tim. No, all right. Um, well, I want to see what this playbook that everyone's talking about is going to be. That's just not true. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I, I, I asked that tongue in cheek a little bit. You can't tell on podcasts, I guess. But uh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. It's yeah. Funny. Um, but I don't know. It's 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 it counts. People, you know, people saying he didn't do much in the preseason. It's preseason. It's going to be vanilla. I want to see what the real deal is right now. I do too. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be – that'll be interesting to see how he plays and how he – to me, the most interesting part is how often he and Jonathan Stewart are on the field together. I think it's going to be a lot. I think you yeah. might be right. <laughs> um, all right. The other side – so this is another – I talked to her. The, the quote I used about the Bears was that they're not terrible. The mm-hmm. nine – another not terrible, Brian Hoyer. Not terrible. Not good. But not ter- competent sometimes. Not about yeah. throwing a few picks, certainly. But he can move the ball. Yeah. Um, I want to mm-hmm. see who – I mean, Garcon is the obvious choice, right? Mm-hmm. To be the receiving target. Out of the gate, yeah. Um, you know, that the tight end, you know, situation. You want to talk about George Kittle. Now he's – I believe he's hurt now. So yes. that could be a detriment there. Marquise Goodwin's a guy you got to watch though. That yep. speed – Kyle Shanahan, like a Taylor Gabriel type of speedy guy. That could be his new role with that new offense. Yeah, I really like Hoyer a lot, too. I'm, I, I have a couple of best ball shares of him as, a, as my three. He could have gone as a two, and I would have been happy about it if he really waited. So. Right. I wound up – I have one best ball that's – who is it? Bradford Hoyer Goff. I love it. I totally waited. And I was so, <laughs> and one of my friends was making fun of me about Hoyer. He was joking around. They said, what is he going to wait for Brian Hoyer? And he goes, and you did. I said, you have no idea how happy that made me when I got him. <laughs> well, sometimes in those best balls, you want to collect three quarterbacks. That, that's the way to do it. Right. On value and scoring system. So I like that. Um, yeah. So I agree with you about the good, good win, by the way, 3,200 on DraftKings. You're looking for a home run hitter. There Much as go. I like the Panther defense. I mean, you, yes. know, you never know. Mm-hmm. I um, agree with you on your, on your Panthers defense, by the way. Oh, my goodness. James yeah. Bradbury, I keep saying. Um, all right, everybody. Raise your hand if you won less than you thought last season at Daily Fantasy Football. Tim and I both. That's us. We already talked about it, I think. I'm, raise, I'm raising both hands, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you, you're playing against the, the sort of high rollers with 100 entries. I mean, sounds like a nice challenge if you take them down, but more often than not, it's a losing proposition because honestly, they're really good at what they do. If you're tired of losing at Daily Fantasy Football, check out Let's Rumble in the Apple App Store. Let's Rumble matches you with players of the same skill level, giving you a fair chance every time. 
Um, play head-to-head for your best chance of winning or group up to play multiple rivals, rivals Sorry for a bigger payout. Rank in the weekly leaderboards to win free cash prizes. You heard that right. Free cash prizes awarded every week. All you have to do is play the game and you'll be entered in the leaderboards. Your highest score will determine your spot that week. Download Let's Rumble. That's Let's Rumble without an E at the end in the Apple App Store and get a free $5 bonus with your deposit. Again, Let's Rumble for the Apple App Store. Check it out. All right. So now our grudge match. Giants-Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't know what to do with this game. I would not want to lay three and a half with the Cowboys. I will say that. Hell no. Hell because no. they play such close games. Mm-hmm. Um, Zeke's back, which is, makes it more interesting. Beckham says, I mean, we both think Beckham's going to play. It, there's, mm-hmm. he, you know, he has the ankle issue, but, you know, and he says, don't count me out. And you and I talked before we started here. Like, we mean don't count him out. He's playing. I mean, at least <laughs> what we think. Um, I have no idea how the Giants are going to run the ball, even against the Cowboys. I have no idea. They might not need to against this defense, to be honest with you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, the Cowboys still trying to find good personnel. I mean, Rod Marinelli is a good guy at switching up things, making things work with players. But they lost a ton of secondary standbys in the offseason. Uh, you know, and all the suspensions coming up, David Irving out, which, you know, he made a big impact late in the year. Demarcus Lawrence, I believe he's I think he's active. I can't tell if he's been suspended again, but uh, <laughs> that, that front is just terrible. And, you know, Paul Perkins in space, he can get into space pretty easily against these guys, I think. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just keep looking at that. Every time I look at the Giants offensive line, I cringe. It, it, yeah, it, it, it's no Cowboys offensive line in that sense. So that that's what would think the Cowboys would stay in this game with just a whole heavy dose of Zeke who is playing, which is, you know, the big story here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Perkins, 15 touches. I think, I think he's, you know, the one that can move the ball. Um, you know, you'll see Darko, you'll see maybe Vereen, I guess, and some passing downs. So it, it's, 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 it's ugly. I bought a lot of Perkins cause he was cheap for a potential number one, but yeah, it's, it's flex territory for Perkins if nothing else this weekend. So yeah, Perkins was probably what? Sixth, seventh round pick. Yeah. Something that's like about that. where I got him mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you were talking earlier, you used the phrase, you know, the irresistible force versus the immovable object. This is the, the Giants O-line versus the Cowboys defense. That's the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so. The highly movable force versus the easily resistible <laughs> Swiss cheese object. <laughs> um, well, what are you looking for from your Cowboys? Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I'm sure Zeke will go back to a normal workload. That that's not a that's not a con- contest I think because there's no, no no injury related here so I'm not worried about that. Um, maybe how often Cole Beasley gets involved, and then again you know the, the Giants were actually like the they were the weakest defense against tight ends last year, yeah. especially in PPR. So I think Jason Witten could be a nice inky play this week as well, even with all he's you know eroded in skill sets. So yeah, I think there could be a lot of Witten as well. Okay, so. um, let's go to Monday doubleheader Monday night, which is probably. Mm-hmm. Depending on the DFS game you play, you might not get the Monday night games. Um, Saints-Vikings. I, I, you, you listen, and you know that, that I beat certain subjects to death over the <laughs> summer, and which now that the season started, I won't be able to do anymore, thankfully. But the, for the last time, the one thing I've heard a lot was how the Vikings offense is better than people think. And you, you seem to agree with that. Do you, you agree I, with that, right? I do. Yep, I do. Um, who, who are you looking for there? There's, there's Diggs moved out. It looks like Diggs moves outside. Thielen moves inside to the slot. That's, in, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, Dalvin Cook, full, full go for Dalvin Cook, do you think? Full workload? Uh, maybe. I think, I think Murray might steal some red zone stuff. Uh, you know, but I think Cook, you know, between the 20s, whatever, he's, he's number one, undoubtedly, I would think, because 
you know, he fits the offense a bit better. They're, they're moving his own blocking scheme on the offensive line basically for him. That's mm-hmm. why I really liked Cook this year uh, coming in. Yeah, I wouldn't expect Murray to steal much. You know, if, if Cook breaks the big play, that'll really help him because I think Murray can still maybe steal a touchdown or two. Okay. So, and anything else you're looking for from the Vikings in particular? Yeah, that Dick Thielen thing. It's like, you know, Thielen was one of the leaders in yards per target last year among wide receivers. Um, you know, maybe Diggs gets some of that juice because he moves outside now. Um, that, that could be a big deal there. Thielen might lose a little bit of luster, I don't, you know, because guys in the slot as deep threats doesn't always work. It can work in the right scheme. Um, I still like Thielen as a receiver in general. I just I wonder maybe if this gets a little bit more work in the red zone. So, yeah, it, both are really worth owning and playing. It's just I want to see how this manifests in their, you know, their target workload and, and target depth. OK, um, on the Saints side, the Saints backfield is pretty murky. Mm-hmm. I, I think the Adrian Peterson owners are going to come away from Monday night very disappointed. Revenge game, right? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's a nice narrative. I think it, it could play. You know, Peterson has had some weird things thrown on us before. Maybe he's fresh coming in. This, but I, this Vikings front is just, you know, he, he knows how good this Vikings front is. Maybe people want to argue that gives him the advantage because he knows how to attack it. But I, I don't know. I, I don't see it. I feel like we're going to walk out of that game because I still like I, – I, I don't understand why people underrate Mark Ingram so much, but unfortunately, Sean Payton seems to be one of the people who does it. I agree. Yeah. And, but I think we're going to walk out of this game because Kamara is going to catch some passes and so is Ingram. And I think we're going to walk out of this game Monday night and the Peterson owners are going to go, why did he only get six carries? (laughs) Well, you know, because he's the third best back in that back. Right. Right now. So. And I, I don't know. I, I, I for, for their sake, I don't want to say I hope they're wrong because, you know, I don't have any shares of them. So I hope I'm right. Yeah. Um, um, well, I, a couple of things I want to mention, too, that that yeah. uh, that Michael Thomas, Xavier Rhodes match is going to be really interesting mm-hmm. um, to see if Michael Thomas can actually be a number one receiver, especially without Willie Sneed there, you know, taking away some attention. And in turn, does that help Kobe Fleener become, you know, a little bit more of a dynamite weapon with those first three weeks that Sneed's going to be suspended for? Damn you, Kobe Fleener. You better. Um, <laughs> All right, last one. Chargers Broncos. I, I I think the Chargers are going to win this one. Yeah, me too. Yeah, um, the Broncos. I think you can only go to the well so many times with with that whole. You know, we're going to win with all defense. Um, anybody? The, so the Broncos. The thing is, the, other than quarterback, see the, the Broncos are weak at quarterback. They're not so good in the offensive line. The skill players are actually pretty good. Yes, they are. Who do you want to watch more than anyone else? Well, Jamal Charles. I want to see if it actually translates to, to his his. His preseason, preseason success actually translates into regular season play there. So. Do, do you think he's going to – if you were a C.J. Anderson owner, would you be confident? Not really. Yeah. Um, you know, Tr- Charles is good. You know, the, 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 the pass protection is good for him and he fits the system pretty well. Uh, you know, I bought him low in a lot of fancy leagues. I think there's still a lot of quickness left in him. Maybe he might be as one or two more years left there. Um, but you know, it's yeah. Anderson owners. I have an Anderson in one league where I got him because of the discount. So I'm not really worried about that, but I am worried. So it's okay. going to be interesting. I feel, yeah. Um, yeah, I, the, the two things I'm looking for in this year. First, I want to see if, if Gates steals any touchdowns from Hunter Henry and everybody else early on, you know, we talked about this, the yeah. Gates re- touchdown record chase. So, right. And, yeah. um, and the other thing, I mean, I, I just think the, I mean, the chargers have two really good defensive ends. Oh yeah, and I oh. and the Broncos. We, we got. A, I think we got a rookie at one tackle, and a free agent who's never done much at the other tackle. Bowls, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so this. Is, yeah. I mean, this could get ugly. Oof, yeah. Simeon's got a. The quick release is going to be in play for Denver this weekend for sure. Yeah, my son just <laughs> put up my nine-year-old son. Somehow he's a 
I mean, he, he, I joke around that he likes a different team all the time, but he got, he, yeah, we he, put, he's young enough. He can, he can find his way. As long as he doesn't like the Cowboys, everything's fine. Hey, I felt uh, the Cowboys. I was eight years old when Emmett Smith won all those Super Bowls. With got them, it. So, yeah. He, um, I have he, my excuse. He put up his Joey Boza fathead on Friday yes. night. He got That's a six awesome. foot six Joey Boza fathead in his room. <laughs> it's just ridiculously big. I'll send you a picture. Bosa's nasty though. He's I, I, I have some Chargers defensive shares just because of that pair. Yeah, and and the, and the cornerback coming back. It's yeah. Yep. Underrated. Are you now? Are you now? I know you are because we joke around that you know I wake up at all hours of the morning and you know <laughs> you want to sleep. But uh, so you so you'll be up through the Chargers Broncos, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, you I don't know, know if I'm going to make it. Yeah, I mean, you know, week one, I'm always excited to watch every one of the games anyway. So I, I will definitely stay as long as possible. Maybe maybe till the third quarter. Um, I, I could I, the over under be falling. It seems probably the third quarter. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, but that's a 1020 kick. 1020 Eastern kickoff. Yeah. 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 I so. got no shot. at I, If I make it to the end you of the first know. quarter, I'll be lucky. DVR this one. <laughs> even tonight, even the patch chiefs. I mean, mid second half, especially if it's a route, I'm going to just cash out. Yeah, I mean the primetime games is you know I'm I'm 33 and I'm still feeling the effects of staying up late for these games now. Right. So. Especially with that high alcohol content beer you like to drink. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know it's, it's sipping beer. It's not chugging it beer. See, I don't it's, sip. Is the thing I'm not a I'm not and I actually like relatively good. Like I'm not a Bud Light, Coors Light drinker. No offense to anyone who is. Um, sure. But yeah, I think is I can't sip, and was even with high alcohol stuff, I drink fast, and then I get into big trouble. <laughs> some of that stuff sneaks up on you so I know. You know, always always gotta have like a a nice you know carby bready greasy type of thing to to, to counteract the quickness of, of drinking some of those 10 percents yes 10 <laughs> percent my good uh, all right that's well, it dvr and i like to talk about beer on the baseball podcast so maybe we can we, we maybe you can and he can bring that up for football staff too so all right that, that sounds good <laughs> we're gonna have to have a beer a beer related podcast you guys can educate me more yeah i'm, I'm kind of a you see you're you're more I'm a bit of a beer snob, but you're more of a beer snob than I am. Uh, when I was in college, it was taking off and I ran with it. So yeah. I'm very happy. Like, uh, like I'll so. sit there, you know, like I drink, I like IPAs and things, but you know, I, I will drink the ones that are owned by the big breweries and all that stuff. And I have friends who go, Oh, what are you doing? Why are you drinking that? But some of the good IPAs are owned by big companies now, like a ballast point you can find everywhere now and know. you know, stuff like that. So Bell, Did, what's my favorite bells, two hearted is a really good one. Oh, well, you know, Bell's is, you know, Wisconsin people and Rotowire people. Yeah. That's like they, they, they swear by that. So and I agree with that. So it's a great beer. Well, did you I don't know if I ever told you the story about Hop Slam. Yes. Do you, do you like yes, Hop Slam? Uh, um, at times. Because that, that's a big it, it's got a big cult following, right? Yeah. So a couple of years ago, I happened to be on Twitter where I spent too much time. And all of a sudden I felt like everybody was talking about Hop Slam. Mm hmm. And I look, and I just sent out a note to some people. I said, "Do I need to get this?" And it was yes, 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 yes. Mm -hmm. All right, fine. So I called my local, you know, butcher shop that happens to have stock a bunch of good beer. Mm -hmm. Hey, do you have Hop Slam? They're like, "No, nah, it's all gone." And then I called three other places, and they said, "No, nah, it's gone." Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so then I get, I, I start feeling challenged. So I find a place that had that said, "Well, we're getting it tomorrow, but you probably should get here early and make sure yeah. you get it." And I got it and I walk up and I grab the six pack and I walk down and I'm like, oh, I finally found Hop Slam. And I walk up to the counter and I go, all right, that'll be $20, please. I go, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Come yeah. on. Well, it's, it's winter availability, I believe. Right. And yeah, yeah it's it's um, it's great. It's, I got to be in the mood to drink that double Imperial IPA style. So, OK, yeah, yeah I, was, here, I was kind of OK yeah. with it, but, you know, it, it, 
it's, it's one of those palate wrecking type of beers too. So. <laughs> right. All right, everybody. Enough. Beer. Anyway, <laughs> um, listeners to our podcast and get a free 10 day rotowire trial at rotowire.com slash pod. No credit card needed. You can check out nearly all the features on the site. Check it out. Rotowire.com slash pod. Tim. So you're on, uh, uh, at rotowire and at rotowire NFL is where people can find things on, on Twitter. Correct. Yep, uh, and, and you can again you can follow me at, at Tim underscore Heaney on Twitter as well. I, mean, I, I run the Facebook page as well, so I'm I'm mostly going to be there answering some questions, and I'll actually be doing a Facebook Live, a little bit of a of a quickie half hour session tonight before the game. I think five thirty Eastern is going to be. So, got any last minute questions? If you if you want more to to, to you know up to the uh, game time tonight, uh, you know shout at me there, and uh, and we'll and we'll talk. All right, this is it, everybody. Next time you next time we talk, Woo. we will have a week in the books. Oh, thank goodness. Actual things to talk about. Actual stats that count to talk about. Hallelujah. No more preseason <laughs> and no more prep. All right, everyone. Uh, Tim, thanks, man. Um, good luck. And, and we will direct again, everybody, 530 tonight, Facebook Live. Check it out. Thanks, man. Thank you. All right, everybody. If you like the podcast, please review it, rate it. We appreciate that. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast sponsored by Fanball. Our next episode, as I mentioned earlier, Friday afternoon, um, Derek Van Riper and I will be recording late Friday afternoon, Eastern time uh, to go over the injury reports, you know, b- put a bow on the week, all that stuff. So please check it out. Uh, for Tim Heaney, I'm John Halpin. See you next time. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com